Alright, so this movie that I'm going to tell you guys is... I didn't expect myself to be watching this either. <laughs> I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't look it up. I didn't see it on Pinterest. I didn't see it on Instagram. I didn't see it on TikTok. I didn't see it anywhere. I never heard of it either. Uh, so I was watching the movie before. And then I scrolled down and then I looked at recommended or similar movies. And then I saw this movie, which is called Quiet and Soft. Or is it Soft and Quiet? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I should know, but at this moment, it's lost my mind. Like, it's it's either or. You feel me? And, oh my god, this movie is so frustrating, but I, I had to finish it because... I gotta, I gotta do my work. You feel me? Like I, I wanna like rant about it. That that's the whole reason of these podcasts to rant about movies that I've watched once and I'm like I'm trying to tell you guys about it. And that's what I'm gonna do today again. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the movie starts with a woman. She's ripping open a bag. At first, I thought it was like um a tampon. But no, it's a pregnancy test. And so she goes on the toilet and she sits down and we see, we literally see her peeing and then she looks at it and she's crying. I thought she was crying because she didn't want to be pregnant, but apparently she's crying because she isn't pregnant. And so she cries for just a few minutes and then she just collects herself these cries are just sniffles with no tears and as she walks out we see this janitor coming down the hallway as well and she looks at this janitor with mean eyes but we don't know why until later on and so the janitor is minding her business <laughs> as she should and then we see a little kid. He's walking past the camera, and so the camera just follows the little kid instead. The kid has a really big backpack that's like, uh, that's kind of dragging. So I'm assuming at this point that this is a school. First, I assumed it because the lady was dressed very sophisticatedly. She looked like either she was a lawyer or a teacher or something. I was like, she looks like she's she does something like low-key important and so then I see this kid I'm like yeah it's a school and so the camera is following this kid I'm gonna kind of stop right here and tell you guys that this camera is the only camera in this whole movie the camera is like a vlog it's it's it doesn't have any gears it's an actual man holding the camera steady as possible to film this movie He's the only cameraman. He is always following this main character, which is Mrs. Reef. And we find her real, her first name is Emily, but I call her Reef throughout the movie. So then we see the little kid. Uh, he's walking down this little hilled part of the school. And then he sits down on the curb because his mother isn't there yet. So he's waiting. And then we see Mrs. Reef come out of the side door and she greets this kid and she said hey Ryan how you doing why are you out here by yourself and he says hey Mrs. Reef and he addresses that his mother isn't here yet and so 
And so she sits down and she tells him, well, you could have came to my room and we could have did some homework. We could have talked, we could have chilled, you know, as we used to. And he just nods at this. And then she goes on to talk and she says, you want to see what's in this? She had a, a food pan in her hand. And she said, this is for some friends that I'm going to meet up later. And then he looks at it. He's like, that looks nice. And then yet again, she goes on with another conversation. She pulls out some, a folder and she says, I've been working on my book and I want you to be the first person to read it. All right. And then she hands it to him and he starts reading, but we don't hear what he's reading, honestly, because we hear a rumbling and the janitor passes the cameraman. She's yet again, just minding her business. And Mrs. Reeves seems to take offense to this woman's presence. And she tells Ryan, Hey, Go tell that lady that she's not supposed to be mopping while you guys are here. And Ryan doesn't seem to want to do this because he doesn't find any problem to this. But she goes on saying, you guys could really get hurt one day. You know that, right? Ryan, you need to like stand up for yourself. You're a big boy now. Be more assertive. Go ahead. And he's like, oh, okay. And he puts down the book. And he goes to, quote unquote, stand up for himself, although the lady just went in the building and doesn't really seem to be mopping, but whatever. And he takes a while. In this moment, we can see Mrs. Reef at the door waiting, and then we see the mother. The mother comes in frantic. She's like, I'm so sorry for being so late. Where's Ryan? I, just, I see his stuff, but where is he? And she says, oh, He's talking to that janitor over there. I told him to to go talk to her because he almost slipped and fell because she's mopping. He, she's not supposed to be mopping during this time. So basically, she's putting words into the situation that never happened. But, you know, whatever. And then she goes on saying, with kids like him, I try to teach them assertive to like, you know, stand up for themselves. I, I don't want him to get hurt, especially in the in this da- day and age. He needs to learn to be more firm. And that's what I do with these kids. And the mother, she seems happy, but also put off by this. And she just she does a little half, <laughs> thank you. And then Ryan comes up hugging her and... He's like, I'm so tired, mama. Can we go? And she says, yeah, just go get your stuff and we'll, just, we'll go right now. And so she turns back to the teacher and she's like, thank you. Thank you so much. You'll be a lovely mother one day. And with this, Mrs. Reef laughs and she says, thank you. I, I would, wouldn't I? Thank you. And so as the mother leaves, so does Mrs. Reef. She walks across the parking lot into this alley. This alley isn't that deserted. It just looks like flowers, you know? And so she's holding on to this food plate. She's holding on to the little book she had. And, and then she, she gets a call and it's this correctional facility. And the person that was calling is called Jeff. She doesn't call back though, but 
basically that person called her. I thought it was her husband. Um, but I was very wrong. Um, it is her brother. He is in prison. And so, and so she goes on to walk and we see this little, it's, the path goes into like two and three. You go straight. It's like, um, it's flat grounds. And then if you go to this other path, it's hill, it's hills. Like you go up to another area and on this hill and the flat grounds you see these little houses it's like it's just wood and it's like a sanctuary kind of you can sit there you can like hang out right there and it's like it has glass on top so you can see out of it and so with that we can see a woman walking past we can see her shoes but we don't see the woman and so mrs reef as always, she takes offense. I don't know why she takes offense to everything. But she takes offense and she says, hello. And the girl says, hello. And then it's like, hi, are you lost? And the girl says, no, I'm just I'm just walking through to like, you know, meet up with a friend. And Mrs. Reef goes on. She says, what friend? Who are you meeting with? And a girl says, Kim? And it's like, it was kind of an argument, really. It was like passive aggressive. And then Mrs. Reef said, oh, Kim. I know Kim. <laughs> I'm meeting up with Kim right now. She told me that there was a new girl that's helping her at the store and that we're meeting up. But I didn't, I, I don't. I didn't know it was you. And then they try to apologize and they try to greet each other, yada, yada, yada. And so the girl says, do you need help with that? And she says, oh, yes, thank you. And so she, Mrs. Reeve gives this girl her jacket and stuff. And she just holds on to the food that she has. And they walk. And she says, so what's your name? And she says, Lindsay. And Mrs. Reeve says, Emily. And... They go on talking and they say, she says, um, so do you have a husband? And Lindsay says, oh God, no. Uh, the guys that always tries to date me or wants to marry me are crazy. So I'm, I'm not married. And Mrs. Reeve just cuts her off. She says, oh my God, I know about like seven guys on the top of my head right now that, that would kill to go on a date with you. And Lindsay says, well, that, that'll be nice. Just send me a picture first because I don't, I don't really do, I don't do blind dates. You feel me? And she's like, yeah, okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And they walk into the church and Lindsay walks into the church itself, but then she realizes, um, no, the meeting is upstairs. And so they walk upstairs and then we see all these different characters. There's many women's in there. And then Mrs. Reef puts down the pie and she opens it. The camera stays on this pie. So I was talking to a friend while I was watching this, you know, as a little practice dummy. <laughs> Thank you to them. 
And so he told me that the symbol that was cut into this pie was a swastika, swastika, you know, that, that sign that Hitler used to do. Other than the hand sign, it was that, you know, that drawn sign that looked like a windmill that was cut into the pie. And so I thought after seeing that the camera would move, but no, the camera stayed on there for like five to seven minutes as we hear background conversation. One of the conversations was the girl looking at the pie and she's like, are you guys serious right now? And it goes silent. And everybody start nervously laughing. They're like, oh my God, just take a joke. And so they cutting it and they're passing it around. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And then one of the girls says, oh my God, sit down, girl. You like you're carrying more than one person. And she says, I am. So let me go sit down. And so we hear all this. And then the camera moves away from the pie to Mrs. Reef in the front. Mrs. Reef blows down. She's like, so to start this meeting, I feel like, I feel like we should all introduce ourselves. All right. I've been, I've been brainwashed to, to thinking multicultural is a good thing. You know, it's, it's a warfare, honestly. Our fathers, our husbands, our brothers have created this path of benefits for us to be here today. And you hear me, right? All of this sounds like rubbish. Like, it makes no sense on what she's coming towards. But I'm going I'm to make it clear to you. All these women are white women. So... When we say brothers, fathers, and um, husbands, we can assume, a, a, you know, an organization that was in the past that discriminated towards a certain set of people that wasn't white. You know, that's what she's talking about. She's, she's praising them she's saying that this is the life that we should have we should not have diversity we should not have uh inclusion we should have segregation again because multicultural is false it's not a good uh belief to believe in is what she's saying and I say this because that's what the con- the whole meeting is starting to unravel into. And you realize that later on as they all introduce themselves. So they, so she sits down and with this, the camera moves across from her towards the first girl that is going to introduce herself her name is margaret but let's pause to what's in the middle what's in the middle is this sign that says daughters of orion 
unity. That's what the club name is. Um, so Mrs. Reef has made this club for people like her, like-minded, um, to communicate, like communicate and commune together and feel safe to talk about what they want to talk about and make differences in their community as white women or white people. And she, she has introduced herself and she has addressed the fact that she has been trying to get pregnant for a while and she couldn't. So she started crying yet again, a cry without tears, but many sniffles. Um, she says, you know, I don't know, maybe God didn't bring me here for this purpose, but instead to make a club like this, you agree with me, right? And everybody agrees. They, they, um, they hum, they say, um, poor thing. Yes, we agree. Yada, yada, you know, little pity. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I'm already getting frustrated. And so they start off with Margaret. Margaret, I thought she was an ally. Nope, all of them are just racist. Margaret says, well, I, I don't really know if I should be here, but yeah, I don't I don't know what to start or what to talk about. And Mrs. Reeve says, well, it doesn't have to be anything that you don't want it to be. What do you want, to, want it to be about? And she says, well, I just wanted to talk, you know, something at the workplace happened. <clears throat> and Mrs. Reef, you know, she entertains that thought. She says, all right, tell us about it. She says, Margaret says, well, is, is this going to be posted? Is this coming out of this room? She says, no, we're all safe here. We will not judge you. Go on, go on. And the woman says, <sighs> Well, <laughs> it's really funny because I I ride the bus an hour to, an hour from work, and I I work very hard. She said it in a different way, but, you know, I can't say that here, but she said it in a different way. She said, I work very hard, and it's, it's, it's so frustrating because this girl that's got hired after me she got a promotion recently and it's, I felt so hurt and I, I wasn't going to say anything, but then I, I decided I'm going to speak up for myself. And so I went to my manager and I said, what does she have that I doesn't? Because I've been here before her. And he says, she has more leadership skills than I do. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, it's only because she's like a Colombian girl. And with that, I, I I was still confused. I was really confused on what this meeting was about because I was like, what's wrong with these girls? Are they making a like feminist? Are they feminist here or are they not? But then when she said Colombian, honestly, I thought Colombian people were white, but I'm assuming it's not because once you say a nationality other than just white person i know that she was saying it's a it's a different skin color like they they were talking about a different race of 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 
people. And I was like, I was confused. I was oblivious until she said brown. I was like, oh, they're these type of people. All right. I'm really going to hate this movie. (laughs) I was like, what did I get myself into? But let me digress. She goes on saying, it's really because she's Colombian. That's the only reason. And it's so frustrating because these brown people, they can get away with anything. And then Mrs. Reef, like, she she comes off of that. And she says, you're so right. These blacks and these Mexicans, you know, that's a racist way of calling us and them. And she says, they, once they say that white people, we don't like white people, we hate white people, or white people are so awful, they can say all of those, but then when we say something about them or we criticize them, we're racist. And I was like, let me hold my opinions. Go on, whatever. And so they're agreeing. They're like, yes, yes. Like, they make us seem like the monsters. And they're just looking around. They're giggling. They're laughing. They're they're agreeing with each other. And so she holds, she, um... She gives the spotlight to another woman. I'm going to fast forward because basically all of them is just talking about their instances with another race and how it's frustrating them. Another woman says that black people are loud because they want to confuse them while they're working and that the store is hard to like keep inventory and sales because immigrants are always stealing, you know, stuff like that. And a girl, another girl is in college. She's like, she's, she's ranting about how some brown people don't even know how to spell their name and that they get into better schools than she can. And that it's not fair I was literally fuming. I had to pause this movie so much times. This movie is not long. It's really not. I just had to pause it way too much times. It it took me four hours to finish the movie, this movie because I was fuming at this point. And so they go on with their, their meeting and we come back to Mrs. Reef. And... They're suggesting all of these things they can do for the community. Uh, they were kind of wrapping up. So what you call it? Kim, she, she says, I can email you guys all about these notes. And then we hear Margaret saying, wait, I, I don't want any trail of this, this meetup. And then with that, Mrs. Reef snapped. She's like, why? What have we said or done today that has been illegal? What is it that's your problem? And then we see that at this moment, Mrs. Reef does not like Margaret. <laughs> and so everybody's trying to calm her down. She's like, it's all right. It's all right. And so they're like, um, one girl, when I say one girl, I mean Margaret. Margaret says, well, we can... 
you can look up all the immigrants and look up their addresses and post them so everybody knows where immigrants live and so the police can get them and then everybody agrees and then another woman she's standing now and she's at the table with the food and she's she's like she has a cup of coffee in her hand and she says that's a great idea in fact um african kids we can embarrass the parents so the kids can distance themselves from the parents and you know not feel close to this this culture anymore and everybody snaps at that they like they're happy they're like yes yes let's do that yes and she's clumsy so as she's walking back to her seat we can see her fall over and spill coffee on mrs kim and a little commotion pursues and they're they're apologizing they're laughing they're yada yada yeah but it's a passive passive aggressive kind of way it's like you just ruined my favorite wear like what the heck and the other girl's like apologizing yada 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 and so and so we see that mrs reef is trying to help out but then she was taken to the side or outside the meeting by this man i presume the quote-unquote father or what i would call him as the pastor and he says get out and mrs reef is like what like she didn't hear it and he said get out i don't want no trouble like get out what you're doing here is just it's, it's not right and she says are you serious right now and he doesn't say anything he says and then he says if you get up right now I won't press any charges. I won't call the authorities. Just get out. I won't even say that you were here. And so we can hear some music literally screeching in our ears to presume that something scary is going to happen, but nothing scary happens. It's just, I guess, it means that Mrs. Reef's emotions are up high. It's, It's very spiked at this moment she feels very hurt because every time the music plays I assume that's what happening like her her brain is snapping type of thing and so she was about to cry but she breathes in breathes out and goes into the room and then she says all right ladies so who wants to come back to my place and drink some wine and everybody said yes yes but then they slowly backed out one has to go out of town one has to do this one has to do that and then so there leaves margaret Lindsay, and kim and so margaret's like yeah i'm game and then everybody stops laughing and Lin- like mrs reef says stop talking like that you sound like an ape and without taking offense margaret says yeah you're right I'll stop that and she says yeah just watch out for that you know it's don't want to sound like these people right and and Margaret agrees and so 
Mrs. Reeve so says, Kim, can we tag along with you, like make a detour to the store and Mrs. get some wine? Is outside and then on the phone can with her husband. And she agrees. She says, yeah. Like telling him what's happening. She's telling him that she'll bring some girls home to like drink and he should come and pick her up at the store. And so they get off the phone and then they get in the car and Lindsay is in the back. Mrs. Reef is in the middle and Margaret is in the front with Kim. They're driving. They're talking about what I feel nonsense. And Lindsay makes an idea during the meeting that she should start a school. She should think big instead of just, you know, thinking small, which is publishing a book. She should think big and start a school. And so she brings it back up in the car and she's like, I have my own like online business that I need to like, you know, get rid of some stuff, some clothes that I can sell and I can put all the money towards this school and like the community. And Mrs. Reeve seems very touched by this. She's like, really? You would do that for us? And she's like, yeah, I would love to help. And she's like, well, but I need a model. And would you like to model for my stuff? And Mrs. Reef is like, no, you guys are so funny. Stop it. And she's like, I'm so serious. You're like a model. Like you're, you're blonde, you're tall, you're slim. You are, you have great genes. And Mrs. Reef says, well, thank you, but all of us has great genes. You know, Margaret, I wasn't trying to, like, seem gay or anything, but you have great tits. He's like, oh, my God, stop. And then she says a a gay slur, the D word. She says a gay slur. And then she, um, they all laugh, and they're like, well, yeah, I can, I can model for you. And then Margaret says, well, I have some stuff too. I can, I want to get out of my house. So you can use that for your store. And she says, yes, thank you. And they're just, they're getting happy, yada, yada, yada. And so they park, they get into the, the store, which is Kim's store. And they walk around to get wine. But Margaret stays outside because she's smoking. And we see Mrs. Reef at the wine aisle, and then these two girls come in. I, honestly, they looked white to me, but apparently they weren't white enough for these young ladies. Um, so Kim sees that she they're not white, so they're like, um, excuse me, excuse me, the store is closed right now, so get out and then Lindsay's like yeah get out and she she throws some slurs at them and the woman she has her sister with her by the way so it's two it's two girls it's it's a woman and her sister and she says I'm I'm just coming off of work I'm very tired it's been a long day like can I just get a bottle of wine please I'll I'll, I'll even buy the most expensive one I'm very tired. I just want some wine. And the girl, like, as Kim says, no. I don't even think you can afford that. Like, just get out. And, you know, the, the, it's so stereotypical. 
Uh, and then Mrs. Reef is like, she, she started hiding. Like, she didn't want to be part of this. But then she realized that the girls aren't listening. So Mrs. Reef, she says, no, stay. Buy your wine. You said you was going to buy the most expensive one, right? Get it. And so the girl just walks over to Mrs. Reef and takes the wine right beside her. That's $300 and walks to the cashier. And Mrs. Reef is walking right behind them. And like, they're all just standing around these girls now, staring at them. And she says, that'll be $300. You can afford that? And the girl take out cash, 300 cash. And so she gives it to her and she's like, uh-uh. And so Kim, like, she counts it and she realizes it's, it's $300. And she says that. And then she says, can I go now? And then they nod. And then she says, she, Lindsay. Lindsay says, you know, what do you do? Because only W girls can like only w girls or thieves have that type of money in cash and the girl literally just rebuttal she says i'm a waitress <laughs> like you know there's other ways to have money in cash <laughs> and so i i guess she her her brain is so arrogant ignorant stupid uh she she doesn't take this as an answer and so they try to rally up, trying to figure out what they do for life and, like, why she has so much money and cash, that is. Not just her card, but in cash. And she's just trying to get out. She's like, can I just please go? Margaret is inside now. She's at the door. And Margaret is a tall woman. So she's standing at the door, and she's blocking her. And... Lindsay is at the side of Margaret and Mrs. Reef is right behind her and Mrs. Kim is like kind of far off but she's she's there they're all around these girls now and the girls are just like can I please go and the little girl this whole time she's like you don't have to do this sister like not sister but sis like you don't have to do this let's not buy the wine let's just go because this is ridiculous and then when she's trying to buy the wine she's like this is ridiculous let's just go and so, yeah, she's just, she's not being heard this whole time. She's just sitting there looking at all this happening to her and her sister. And, and so the, like I, when I said she wouldn't take that as an answer, Margaret wouldn't take it as an answer either. And Margaret pushes her. And then that's when a fart ensues. Like, not really a fight, but really because Margaret was holding on to the girl. After pushing her, she just hold on to her, like, to move her around. And the girl's trying to get off of her grass. She's like, let me just get out. Get Like, I just want to go. Get out. Like, let me get out. And they won't let her go. They're, like, fighting. And they're screaming. They're fighting. Yada, yada. They're, they're pulling slurs. They're... They're being disrespectful. And then Kim pulls out a gun. And she's like, get out. And then Margaret's like, yeah, get out. Now they want them to get out. Now now they want them to get out. It doesn't make any sense. They were trying to get out. Then you guys started a fight, pulls a gun on them, and then tells them to get out? <sighs> it's, like, it's, it's annoying. 
And so that happens. Ugh. That happens. And and so as that happens, the girls get out, but the little girl couldn't take this. She shouts through the window. She said, that's why your brother would never take a dump in his life straight anymore because he's in jail. And I said that so wrong. I didn't say it correctly, but in that that context, you would hear that her brother is in jail for raping. Yes. Um, and we didn't know this, but apparently the little girl was the victim. I didn't know how we were supposed to know this, but, you know, Kim made it clear that that was the victim. And so the husband has came out, like, came to the store by now, and he's like, he sees Mrs. Reed crying by this comment, and she's bawling. And so he holds her, and he's like, what just happened? And then everybody's shouting. Lindsay's like, oh my God, she's cursing. She's like, is that her? She's the one? And Miss and Kim says, oh my God, I didn't even recognize her. They, they all look the same. That's That was her. Like, they're always outside my store being loud and distracting. And she's always there, yada, yada, yada. Them kids are always there. And Margaret is trying to, is like me. She's trying to understand what's going on. She's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, girl. Your brother's in jail? And she's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, that's that's the that's the girl? Like, yeah, this girl is so behind. I'm behind. <laughs> we are both confused. But they got their wine, they got their beer, and Lindsay is over here. She didn't drink anything, but she seems drunk with adrenaline. She's over here like, Let's 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 mess up their lives right now. Let's like let's break into their house and take a dump in their tub or something. Or take a pass password and and steal it and they won't even know. Or take a passport and like you know, report it to the police because I know they're immigrants. And Margaret is agreeing. She's like, Yeah, I'm down, I'm I'm game and then she's like, Oh wait, I'm sorry. And she says, yeah, I'm good. I, I'll do that. And Kim is like, sure, yeah, I'll do that. And they're trying to convince the husband. And they're trying to convince Mrs. Reef. Mrs. Reef wasn't too much to convince because she was like, yeah, I'll, yeah. That was so mean. Like, that was so disrespectful. She didn't have to say that. But they're the one that pulled a gun on the little girl. Oh, my God, whatever. And so... The offended white woman, <laughs> white woman's, the man did not like this plan. He, he wasn't for it. He's, he's like, no, let's go home. Like the, what you guys are talking about is a felony on many parts at that. Like, let's just go home. Stop. This is immature of you guys. And then the girl, Mrs. Reeve, she's like, you don't want to be F word, which is another LGBTQ slang, you know, it's not slang, but slur, slur. You don't want to be an F word. Do you? Do you want everybody to think you are a P word? And 
So while she's sniffling, not really crying, just sniffling, acting like she's crying, she kisses him and says, don't be a P-word. You're representing me. And so he blows down and he doesn't want to be seen as that. So he's like, all right, let's, let's go. And so they get in the car. He's in the middle with Mrs. Reef. You get the format. And so Margaret, with some wine in her hand, she turns on some music loud. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is my song. Oh, my God. Right? And the husband wasn't for it. He's like, stop. Turn that down. Stop it. And he's cussing at them. And then they're like, oh, my God, loosen up. Uh, just listen up let's call him Howard by the way and so they're saying that he got soft and he's like guys just when we get in there five minutes that's what you have five minutes and then Lindsay is like why do we have five minutes if they're probably not home and he just he doesn't really answer her he's just saying five minutes and he asks Mrs. Reeve more questions like, what's, like, does she live alone? Where does she live? Yada, yada, yada. And she answers all of them like she's been stalking them. And he looks very disappointed at the fact that she knows all of this. And she continues to ask. She's like, why do you need these answers? He's like, because it, it hurts to know that you know these answers. And she just acts. Now she's acting like she doesn't know anything. And, and so they go on to argue, but in a hush-hush voice. They finally reach to the house. It's on this wooded area. It's on this hill with a lot of trees, plants, bushes. It's, it's a nice house. And Margaret, this whole time, she's like, oh, my gosh. They have a bigger house than my duplex. Are you serious? Like, look at where they live. This is not fair. And then when they break, break in, they see this little dog. And Mrs. Reed picks up the dog and she's playing with it. And I'm going too fast. How they broke in is because Lindsay, she found a spare key. Okay. So they're in the house. They turn on the lights. They're going everywhere. Lindsay, Margaret is in the kitchen looking for some beer. And... They're everywhere, okay? The The husband is literally at the door, and then he goes out to, like, be on watch. And he's just not happy with all of this. Mrs. Reef doesn't do anything. She's just playing with a dog. She's like, your mother left you here, didn't she? Mm, poor dog. Poor thing. Poor thing. And then we see Margaret come back from upstairs. She's like, they have washer and dryer. Double unit. Like, I would kill to not go to a laundry mat. This is so not fair. Like, she's living the dream. And this house is cozy. It's it's very nice, but not really big. I won't, t- I won't lie. Like, I used to live in a house, like, not even house, apartment like this. It's, it's not big, but I digress. Um... So they breaking stuff on accident, apparently, and they're laughing and like, oh, my God, we'll just clean up later. Let's just find a way to, like, scare them. Let's scare them. And so we see Kim is upstairs now, and then Mrs. Reed follows her, and 
she she's like looking for something and she's like did you find the passport and like i'm trying i'm trying did you look over here she's like yeah and i'm like did you look over here it's like no not yet it was like a little closet door and so kim is in a dresser right now while miss reeve is in that closet door and she's looking through stuff and kim is like oh my god these are her underwear and (laughs) like little kids they're like ew it's probably nasty ew you know the whole childish thing and we see that kim is happy she screams she's like oh my god i found the passport and all of them they're like oh my god you really found the passport yes and they're going downstairs and they're meeting up with all the other girls like what should we do should we burn it we should burn it and then they're trying to figure out where they should burn it should they burn it in the house they should burn it in mrs reeve house what should they do and so with that the husband comes back in and he tells them be quiet and while they're arguing about where to burn it and what to do he's telling them to be quiet but they're not listening And so everybody else gets quiet, except for Kim. Kim is continuing to talk. I don't know what Kim's saying, but these moments, it's showing you that these women are not listeners. They, They do their own thing. And so that's what gets them in trouble. The women are back home. The sisters are home now. And so the man says, hide. And Mrs. Reef and um, the husband hides behind a couch and the dog is in this cupboard now because Miss Reef put her in the cupboard to like quiet her down. And you can hear little whispers still. And he, like he's talking to he's talking to her. He's like, I told you guys to hurry up. It's not dilly dally. Like, why are you guys like this? then she slaps him and he slaps himself and then he punched the couch and he's like are you happy now and mrs reef starts crying again she starts crying like this is so frustrating um i didn't mention but they were drinking at this point they they were like let's drink in this house and let's you know let's have fun they took beer from the girl's kitchen other than the wine that they already had they they were drinking and they did not care where their fingerprints were they they were everywhere um so in this moment the door opens and the girl the older one the older sister comes in and she's like she's calling the dog's name the dog isn't responding so then she backs up goes outside and with that everybody comes out and they're running outside I don't know what they were expecting. I guess they were trying to just take her. I don't know. Okay, because now the husband is forced to basically kidnap. <laughs> kidnap this woman in her own house. She, he pulls her in and he's apologizing, profusely apologizing. He's sick to his stomach. And all the other girls are just crying. They're like, they're mad. They're cussing at her. They're like, yeah, this is what you deserve, yada, yada, yada. And then they tie her up, um, gags her mouth, and they put her on a chair. And so they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with her. 
Uh, Kim takes out a gun on her now, keeping it there. This whole time, I'm scared that she's about to shoot her, but never did she, surprisingly. But she keeps it on her, and then as they're outside, like, talking, like, trying to understand what's going on, what they're going to do, like, we just need to scare her. We need to scare her. We need to scare her. That just keeps repeating. And then the husband is, like, done. He's tired of this. He's done. As he's walking up back to his car, he sees the little girl. He's like, oh, my God. She runs. He runs after her and takes her, too. And I know this just opens a whole nother wound of her being R-rated. <sighs> like, she... This re-traumatized her. We can see that she's crying. She's fighting to no avail. He's he's apologizing. This doesn't help because I'm pretty sure the other guy's apologizing, acting like that means anything. And he's apologizing, saying, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just please just trust me. We're not going to hurt you. Just come back in the house. He's dragging her into the house, and she goes limp at this point. And then she sees her sister, and they try to run. Like, while the girl is tied up, she's trying to reach for her sister, and they're reaching for each other. And then now everybody's outside, and Kim still has the gun pointed towards them, and she makes it clear that she still has a gun. And the two girls are touching, and then Kim is like, they're touching, they're touching, but she ignores her. They're talking, and here we are back at the conversation of we just need to scare them. And Lindsay is like, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. And she's cussing at Mrs. Reef now. They're they're cussing, yada, yada, yada. And when Lindsay seems to be fed up, anybody seems to be fed up, Mrs. Reef starts crying and she starts apologizing, you know, and they go back in. This is where the scenes just make me extremely heartbroken. We see them having fun. Uh, the the husband he's left by this point. He's he's over it. He's like I I can't do this no more. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't want this happening. Like I'm done. He just walks out. He's like I don't even care if you guys think I'm a f word. I'm a p word. Care. And that's what they call them. And then Lindsay's Lindsay is telling Mrs. Reap, "You don't need him. You don't effing need him. Like just leave him." Because he's an F word and you don't need him. I got you. And Miss Reef is crying yet again without tears but sniffles. And so they proceed to torture these girls. Um, force feeding them nuts. Um, and then force feeding the minor, the little girl, whiskey or was it vodka? I'm not sure. It was a dark liquor. And she's just jugging it down her throat and um she took her phone she being margaret margaret took the older sister's phone and started recording and we can see mrs reeve putting mayonnaise in the minor's hair and the minor she looks like she's choking now she's crying she's choking but she doesn't care and then she sees margaret videoing and she's like what are you doing? And she takes the phone. And she's like, "What? Well, I'm trying to video. He's like, we're not supposed to have any evidence of this. Put it away. And so she just throws away the phone. And, and so Mrs. Reef 
like they all still shouting they're torturing the girls and they're basically quote unquote scaring them to like make them skip town to never come back and the girl we can see her in the background because we're now focused on the older sister we're trying to they're trying to like get her to say that she never saw them like you never saw us here didn't you you didn't see us we weren't here and they're like slapping her they're they're holding onto her face and they're they're shouting her face and she's she's still gagged so she can't say anything she can't confirm that she didn't see them they're just doing all this in the background we can see the little girl she falls and then margaret kim and Lindsay and mrs reeve they're running towards her like are you okay? Like, not even, are you okay? Like, what is wrong with her? What is wrong with her? And then they look at her, the um, the older sister, and Kim with the gun, she removes her, her gag, and she's like, what is wrong with her? Like, what is going on? What is wrong with her? And we see the little girl seizing up. I thought it was alcohol, because how she was seated, it seemed like she was choking on the alcohol. And she was trying to vomit, and the vomit was now choking her, but no. She has a peanut allergy. So she was she was dying for the peanut allergy. She was like, she was foaming to the mouth. She was having a seizure. And the, the older sister has like now fell to the floor. And with her hands tied, she's like holding on to her sister. She's like, stay with me, stay with me. She's slapping her face. She's trying to comfort her. She's trying to shout at them. She's like, please get the EpiPen from upstairs. And Lindsay is walking upstairs to get the EpiPen without a care in the world she she's not doing much and then she's like oh my god stop shouting then she's walking downstairs and we can see we can see the little girl she stops breathing she stops moving slowly with her hands still tied up she she has slowly died now in the most painful way and and Lindsay says is this it Oh, it seems I'm too late. And then she just throws it. And the girl just starts crying. She's bawling. She's grieving. And then all the girls are looking at her like, why are you crying? Like, you, you don't deserve a cry. Ew. And so they're they're like, what should we do? What should we do? Lindsay seems to be the most calm. Margaret is not having a panic attack. Mrs. Reef is crying. Not for the mourn of the girl that died. No. She's crying because... She doesn't want to be caught. She doesn't want to go to jail. And Kim is crying because she has kids. She still has the gun pointed at them. At the dead body and the older sister. um, Shouting that she has kids. She can't afford losing her kids. This is so frustrating. Um, And so... And so as she's shouting that, Lindsay goes up into her face, cussing at her. She's like, I can fix all of this. Like, you don't have to worry. I can fix all of this. And and so once again, they had a meeting outside. And Margaret, not Mar- yeah, Margaret is still having a panic attack. Kim still has a gun pointed at the dead body and the sister and, uh, Mrs. Kim is still crying, but now turn her attention to Lindsay. Lindsay is 
now shouting at her and they're cussing at each other and then Lindsay's like about to bail she's about to leave now because she feels disrespected and then that's when Mrs. Reeve yet again loses all her attitude and instead starts crying she's like I'm so sorry just please don't leave like I'm so sorry I need you I can't do this myself like please do it because you're so strong blah 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 and so Lindsay takes this apology she's like yeah I am strong and I can do this and so she says they would never suspect woman if it looks like a rape and so they get their gloves on and they start cleaning up and we can hear the older sister in pain being awarded and it hearing this literally just broke my heart because I don't want to hear that, that the amount of pain that she just been through seeing her sister die and now she's she's about to be killed herself but being R-rated first and so Lindsay then finds a pillow to strangle the girl and the camera shows us both girls on the floor dead still tied up by the way but dead and they take a big bag from Kim's car and they put them in there and Margaret's still having a panic attack but she carries the the body because Mrs. Kim had a pep talk with her Mrs. Kim tries to clean up the mail Miss Kim is crying Mrs. Kim is Miss Kim Mrs. Reef Mrs. Reef is doing all this right Mrs. Kim has finally put away the gun <laughs> finally and they're trying to clean up they're leaving and then uh they then Mrs. Reeve takes out the dog after almost forgetting and then she puts the key back away in the car the camera did not move from the dead bodies but we can hear the conversations the conversation goes cussing 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 arguments and then Mrs. Reef crying apologizing and then they're talking about a plan about what to do where to go Mrs. Kim says that you guys can use my little canoe in this abandoned area that I keep my canoe and we can dump the bodies in the lake in the middle of the lake and they go along with this so as they reach they stay there for a moment wait for a car to drive past and then get out Mrs. Reef opens the gate for them and they drive in. Mrs. Reef goes down the hill in this dark area with no light but the headlights, which is her. Like they had this actual headlights. <laughs> you know those lights that you put on your head for like when you're mining and all that stuff? Yeah. Or camping. That's what she has on and with some gloves, with the same gloves from before. And she unhooks the locks of the canoe. And we can see all the other girls slowly coming in with the dead body, pushing it. And then they kick it down the hill towards Mrs. Reef. And they struggle. <laughs> they really struggle to put the bodies into the canoe. And it's, like, it's the lighting is terrible. It's like pitch back dark and it's just lights just dancing. <laughs> they are struggling. And so Lindsay and Mrs. Reef is the one 
canoeing into this water. And as they're canoeing, she's like, is this the place? And Miss Reef says, no, farther. And then she says, here? She says, no, farther. She says, here? She says, yeah. And so they push them down the outside of the boat, and then they fall, of course. This movie is extremely anticlimactic. It's just, I'm racist. I didn't like these set of people. And then I'm a, I killed them by accident. <laughs> With no precautions, like no justice. Right? That's the whole point of this movie. And the camera is odd. Like I said before, it's just one man camera. The cameraman is stuck. He just stays there. Right at where the body was supposed to be it's, it's in the water and we hear the girls celebrating they're like we did it we did it and they're just canoeing back and they're they're slowly leaving and then we see the older girl coming from the water she looks confused she looks dazed she looks in pain honestly and we can see like she's alive Lindsay didn't kill her. She made her pass out, but she didn't kill her. And that was an error. What I can presume... Adrenaline, but no thoughts. Just no thoughts at all. <laughs> she felt like she was strong in that moment. Like, I can kill anybody. I don't care. Type of, you know, moved. So she didn't really kill her. She she didn't even check for a pulse. She just thought she killed her because she went limp. And yeah, they they were alive. Not they. The little girl is dead. The older girl is alive. And that's when the movie stops. I felt no justice. I felt no happiness or satisfaction watching this movie. I hated it. I'm sorry. I hated it. It was too offensive. It was it was too real. It it reminded me of reality way too much. And I actually hated it. So if you guys want to feel disgust in society, once again, please watch this. It's called Soft and Quiet or Quiet and Soft. I don't remember the you know the actual the actual name. that That is the name. I just don't know which one comes first. But that'll be it for the third podcast coming to next week. I don't know what I'm watching. Let's, I'm not about to, like, find a random movie. No, I'm not doing that no more. I hated it. But then again, actually, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start finding random ones because... Although I hated this movie, it was kind of cool to go into this blindly. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So, see you guys next week.